What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire the AJ Rose Show. A time of recording is 12.04 p.m. on Monday, October 12, 2020. And I am here to do a little solo pod uh, about the NBA season that it concluded last night. And basically wrap it up and give some thoughts about the bubble and the season and LeBron and the Lakers and etc. And before we get to that, a little bit of not house cleaning, but just... A check-in, because I hope everybody's doing okay. It's been a hard couple of months. From March to now, it's really been a trying time for a lot of people, and then a tragic time for millions of people who have lost jobs and loved ones and businesses. And I hope that anybody listening to this podcast and everybody not listening to this podcast is doing well. And if I could give you a hug, I would. (laughs) Uh, Or an elbow bump. I guess is now what we do, but I hope everybody's hanging in there, and a quick shout out to my mom and to Bella Luna and the Milky Way in JP, which uh, my mom's restaurant, which she started when I was six months old, she had to permanently close it, and that's a, a really a really sad thing, but I'm very grateful for all the time and memories that we had there, so shout out to my hero, my mom, Carol Downs. Uh, and a quick get well to Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, who had a Gordon Hayward-esque awful, awful injury um, yesterday, and I hope that he gets well and that him and his family are doing okay. Dak was playing great, even though the Cowboys weren't great, and uh, he's a guy I like to root for, so I hope he makes a, a healthy recovery eventually from that, because that was scary. But as for the NBA, the NBA season happened, and after it got canceled on March 11th, I, a lot of people were unsure whether it was going to happen. People, including myself, thought that maybe it was a bad idea to have a bubble and to try and finish out the season, and an immense amount of credit has to go to the NBA, the NBA Players Association, the uh, thousands of people that were staffed inside the bubble in Orlando, and to all the players, coaches, trainers, etc., uh, everybody who was in the bubble, I want to uh, applaud them because they had zero positive COVID tests, uh, zero positive cases for the entirety of the bubble. And that's, you know, that's a heck of an accomplishment. And speaking of a heck of an accomplishment, it was a heck of an accomplishment for all the teams that advanced. The right teams advanced. The right team won the title. I think that people who try and diminish this particular title are doing so either from a place of pettiness or a place of just disdain that their team didn't do better. I know a few Celtics fans who were pretty uh, grumbly about the Celtics after they lost to the Heat. The Heat were a phenomenal basketball team. They became a great team and they deserve to be there and I think they showed that in the finals even without Goran Dragic until last night where Dragic got on the floor. And props to all the teams and the memories that we ha- I'm going to have from watching this. And it was a pick-me-up. I tweeted this last night. It really, really helped me because I'm a, generally a very happy, positive person. And 2020 has been really hard. It's been hard to stay happy and stay positive. But the NBA helped me do that, to have basketball conversations with people and to watch all these teams, particularly the team that I love the most and more than any sports team in my life uh, ever, the Boston Celtics. Uh, they had a great run and it made me really happy and stressed out and eventually and eventually very sad when they lost to Miami but but uh, it was a great run and to 
the Denver Nuggets, who were sensational, and Murray and Jokic, that was so great, uh, and coming back against the Clippers, and to the Heat for upending the Bucks, and then beating the Celtics, and then, of course, to the Lakers, who beat the Rockets team that I was maybe irrationally rooting for because I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't usually go against the grain, but I was rooting for the Rockets and they got absolutely smoked in that series. They beat the Blazers and Dame Lillard. They beat the Nuggets and then they uh, beat a Heat team that was game and was prepared and so well coached and the quality of basketball in the finals was so high. The defensive rotations and everybody flying around uh, trying to to, to cover their assignments. It was just incredible to watch uh, for several series. The Celtics-Raptors series and the Celtics-Heat series was like that too. Just insane levels of defense everywhere. And that was no more evident than in Anthony Davis, who I have had personal reservations about calling him a great player, but his defense coupled with you know excellent offense, but really his just jaw-dropping defensive presence. The Miami Heat were seeing ghosts a la Sam Darnold. They were Tyler Hero airballed a floater <laughs> by like two feet last night. There were they were they were so many passes where the Heat would jump as if they were going to take a layup and then try a wraparound pass because they were so scared to try and take a layup when Anthony Davis was down there. It was amazing. And of course, we also have to talk about LeBron. And LeBron is 35, and in year 17, and he won his fourth title and his fourth MVP, Finals MVP, and was the best player on a title team uh, for the you know for the third different franchise, for the Heat in 2012 and 13, for the Cavs in 2016, and now for the Lakers in 2020. And I think people are going to really dig into this Jordan LeBron debate for for all time. But now that as LeBron adds to chapters to this late in his career, it's really gonna heat up and Zach Lowe wrote, you know, in typical Zach Lowe fashion, wrote an excellent, nuanced, great article about the Jordan-LeBron debate. I don't want to particularly dig into that right now. I just want to appreciate uh, LeBron still being this great, including last night when he just sort of snapped his fingers and decided he was going to get to the basket. And he had an and one that put the heat up 27 to 20. And I turned to my dad and said, they're, they're, they're not losing tonight. They're just not losing tonight. It didn't. Miami was also out of gas. Jimmy Butler, who was so wonderful and also answered some questions I had about him. I thought that Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was not a not a pretender, but they uh, that I thought it was. I did not like what he did in Minnesota and in Chicago, and I thought he'd walked around very braggadociously, even though he hadn't won anything. And now he's proven that he's won something, and he had two all-time great performances in the NBA Finals on the biggest stage and he went toe-to-toe with LeBron in game five and that was super memorable super memorable I'm really happy for him I'm happy for the heat I'm happy for (laughs) the NBA's most punchable face Duncan Robinson (laughs) for 20 year old Tyler Hero I thought that Udonis Haslam should have gotten in the game last night at the end of his own year 17 and being with the heat maybe maybe Spo asked him and he didn't want to go in but I'm also happy for Rajon Rondo, who now has a title for both the Celtics and the Lakers, which is slightly strange, but he was he was great tonight, and the NBA just it was such a massive success. I'm 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 so so grateful that we had basketball. I have no idea what it's going to be like trying to start up an NBA season, however many months from now, four months from now, five months from now, if they're trying to, or even sooner than that, they're going to try and start it in like three months. They're going to try and start it around like Valentine's Day. 
That's 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 kind of bonkers. But <laughs> I don't know if they're going to play in arenas. I don't know if they're going to do a bubble again. I don't know if they're going to have fans in those arenas. Hopefully not, because we're not going to come out of the other side of this COVID tunnel until at least mid to late 2021. Everybody gear up for a long winter. Uh, and we'll get through that winter with lots of pods, hopefully, from Fighting Fire with Fire. I forgot to mention that uh, I have a pod recorded with uh, my good friend uh, Amanda Stokes, whose wedding I DJed last summer. And shout out to Amanda and Harrison Stokes, who celebrated their one-year anniversary recently. I did a pod with her about Taylor Swift's album, Folklore, <laughs> which I enjoyed. I enjoyed the album, and I enjoyed talking to Amanda about it. And we'll post that, uh, hopefully, either later in the week or next week. Uh, I, let's say later in the week. Let's let's hold me to that, later in the week. But a quick note about LeBron before I let you go because I don't want to ramble too, too long. It's already been eight and a half minutes and people got things to do with their day. Uh, LeBron is the best basketball player I've ever seen. I've only watched basketball in the 21st century and I have watched, I've been lucky enough to see him in person more than any non-Celtic. I've watched him in person more than any person who hasn't been on the Celtics and he's just so incredible in person at every stage of his career but particularly this late prime where he just has this ability to go into fifth gear and take over any game still and be the best player on earth still and I don't know how many 35-year-olds have ever done that. One of the only people his age to ever do that, and I'm pumping my fist right now, is the other thing that happened yesterday, and that's Rafael Nadal winning the French Open. I wore my Rafa shirt and watched it and shed a couple tears <laughs> when he beat Novak Djokovic, and he beat him like a drum, too. And that was weird to see with no fans in Roland Garros, but shout-out to Rafael Nadal, um, who is on the list of athletes, including LeBron, that have just sort of defied father time uh, and more and more athletes are doing that now in this 21st century sue bird just is doing that with the seattle storm shout out to the seattle storm for winning the WNBA championship and to brianna stewart for making uh a full recovery from her achilles tear and coming back and kicking ass again shout out to stewie the lebron is going to end up having so many statistical and numerical records and that both in the playoffs and overall that it's going to be hard not to say that he's had the best career ever whether or not you would take him to win one playoff series against other people is a different question than would you want this player for the duration of their career to try and win the most games, most titles, most playoff games, etc. I think that the general thought is that people would still take LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan to win one seven-game playoff series. I think that's my, my take, even though I never watched Jordan. Uh, live, I've watched lots of full games on YouTube, which if people haven't watched, go back and watch some full Michael Jordan games on YouTube. They're great. But if I'm trying to pick a player to uh, be with my franchise and try and win the most titles, it's LeBron, unless we're just factoring in the fact that LeBron's jumped around to a couple different teams. And he has changed the way NBA players treat their careers because you don't have to necessarily stay with one team if you don't want to and some people see that as a good thing and some some people see that as a bad thing most people see it as a the player empowerment era a lot of people are going to grit their teeth at the way the lakers won this title because two years ago they were just down in the dumps and were just doing a bad job running the organization and from the time they won their last title in 2010 to now they really haven't been a well-run organization and the fact that LeBron chose there and then they got AD to sign with Clutch Sports and eventually demand a trade there is something that a lot of people are going to frown out and thumb their nose at and think is kind of a chicken shit thing 
And to some degree, I feel that. However, even though LeBron and AD sort of forced their way to the Lakers and made this team what it was, it was a ragtag bunch of dudes. The amount of dudes, just sort of hilarious characters that are on this team right now, J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, Rondo, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Jared Dudley, <laughs> it's just hilarious. Caruso, Kuzma, it's it's just so funny that, that all those dudes are all champions now. But even though they were a uh, uh, LeBron and AD dictated their own super team and chose the Lakers because it became a self-fulfilling pro it, it, it's it's frustrating when a team like the Heat loses LeBron and then gets back to the finals because they're an incredibly well-run well-coached organization and th- that should be applauded and then the Lakers are like ah we sucked we sucked we had Rob Palinka and Magic Johnson running around like chickens with their heads cut off and Jeannie Buss you know just just not doing a good job running the team and then LeBron's like okay I'm coming here and then two years later we're winning the title yeah some about that doesn't sit perfectly right even with me but they still have to go out and do it they still have to go out and win they still have to go out and win the games in the regular season and then win the title and they did it primarily with defense so it's hard to be too upset at the players um, you can be bitter, which I am, about the the, or, the way the organization is run, but you can't be upset about how they played because they played such great team defense, just smothering. So uh, shout out to people who listened to the NBA season, to LeBron, Anthony Davis, to the Celtics, to the staff of the bubble down in Orlando, to Adam Silver, to the NBA Players Association, and uh, I'm glad that they did an appropriate amount of Kobe tribute after, during the trophy ceremony. Jeannie Buss said something nice. Anthony Davis said something heartfelt. And it was an appropriate amount. They did not overdo it. I was worried they were going to overdo it. And, you know, that, that's that's I think that's going to do it for this episode of Fighting Fire with Fire. I just wanted to get my thoughts out about I can do more extended thoughts about the NBA season and about LeBron and Jordan at a different time, maybe during the offseason and during the winter. Maybe if the NFL season gets canceled and we're in a sports void again, <laughs> maybe we can uh, try something, uh, you know, grasp at some straws and do some fun, uh, silly pods. But I... I hope everybody's hanging in there. Um, the NBA was really helpful in terms of helping me hang in there on a personal note, and I'm really grateful for it. Uh, I hope everybody, as always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at soundcloud.com slash fightingfirewithfire. You can email us, ajrosho at gmail.com. You can, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram for now at at the AJ Rosho. Excuse my hiccups. Uh, this, fr- uh, not, not this, this on Friday, uh, October 30th, I'm going to be DJing, uh, with my boy, John, AKA DJ black Mamba for once the club in Somerville, but, but virtually there's going to be a zoom dance party. I've been hosting a lot of them called social distancing, but this one's just going to be a, I think, uh, nine to 12, 10 to one type of party on Friday, the 30th, more details to come. And you know, I hope you guys are well. I hope you guys are hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Uh, I will talk to you all, hopefully with Sam or some lovely guest. Oh, you'll hear me on the Folklore Pod with Amanda coming later this week. Until then, cheers. Oh, and fuck Mitch McConnell.